This is Dore Alalia, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast, episode 153. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobsher, the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. But whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast and now your host deray olalaye what a new btm tribe welcome to this brand new installment of the before the millions podcast hope you are doing well hope you are staying safe and you're making it through these uh through these uncertain times on today's show, I'm super excited to introduce you to Mr. Philip Michael. Philip is an investor, a serial entrepreneur, a high-rise developer, a two-times best-selling author, and last but not least, a philanthropist. Now, if you're a soccer fan, you may already know. Now, if you're a major league soccer fan, you may already know Philip's nephew, Martin Braithwaite who arguably plays for one of the most popularized teams in the world. Alongside his teammate, Messi, who's arguably one of the best soccer players in the league. And as the number one sport in the world, this is a big deal. So Philip and Martin, together, they built a portfolio of real estate assets that are worth $57 million. And they did this in 24 months. Two kids born and raised in Denmark, who had a dream and a dollar. Now, Philip and Martin had a very rich dad, poor dad-like upbringing that molded them into the individuals they are today, with Philip's dad being an up-and-coming entrepreneur at the time, similar to rich dad, and Philip's grandma being a studious bookworm that constantly strived to make Philip more and more educated as he began to decide his life's trajectory. Now, when Philip first got to the U.S., he he came here in 2014 with about $80 to his name and no work visa. So that means he cannot legally find employment because, again, he doesn't have a green card. So with this background, Philip was forced to persevere and really get innovative and think about different ways to create revenue streams and make money here in America without having the proper papers to do so. Now, eventually... He did get his green card and he was able to have a lot more opportunities presented to him. But before that, he had to get really creative. And we talk about a lot of his creativity and a lot of his early business ideas before ever really jumping into real estate. This start really sparked his mission today, which is to close the wealth gap. And by closing the wealth gap, his mission is to help over 100,000 millennials of color create generational wealth. So as a byproduct of that, and Philip and Martin started to syndicate, started to raise money, started to take down these multi-million dollar deals and gave the ability for the everyday individual to invest with them in these deals. So we'll talk a lot about about that on the show. But ultimately, Philip used his superpower, which is writing, to get into television, to get into radio, to create streams of income. And then he ultimately leveraged that to leapfrog into real estate. So we'll get into his entire story here on the show. We'll talk about how this relates to you and the disadvantages that you may currently face and how to turn those disadvantages into advantages, how to get started in real estate, how to raise money and how to cultivate a winning mindset when things are not going your way, when the economy is down, when you've been working week after week for a result and things have not yet paid off. We'll talk about all of that here on today's show. Okay, so I am accepting questions from you that will be featured here on the Before the Millions podcast. So I'll have an upcoming episode in the next week 
that is a listener question and answer segment, an entire episode filled with listener questions, and I'll be answering them. So if you have any questions as it pertains to real estate investing, as it pertains to being a business owner or starting on your entrepreneurial journey, send those questions to me via email, which my email handle is directbeforethemillions.com. Send those questions to me via Facebook. Our Facebook group is over at beforethemillions.com forward slash group. Or send those questions to me via Instagram. And you can just DM me those questions over at beforethemillions.com forward slash Instagram. And send me a voice message as it pertains to any questions you have about the coronavirus and real estate, real estate investing here in 2020, the different real estate investing strategies, how you can get started, how to get started with no money down. I mean, there are a ton of questions that I'm sure are circling your mind right now. Go ahead and hit me up via Instagram or shoot me a quick email and get those questions in so that I can answer those questions on a full length podcast episode. And I'm 100% open to some good old personal questions. So I love telling stories, and if you can bring a story out of me, those questions will most likely get picked. Here are some of the questions that have came in so far. Is it possible to virtually wholesale from Nigeria? How can I make some quick extra income during these uncertain times? What are the different ways in which we can work with you? So I mentioned this a few podcast episodes ago, and those are some of the questions that came in. But I wanted to make sure, just in case you didn't listen to that episode, or if you didn't have a question then, but you got a ton now, that you get those questions in. Again, my Instagram handle is Dereolalia, or you could just go to beforethemillions.com forward slash Instagram and get your questions featured on our listener question and answer episode. DeRay's Tip of the Week. As I decided to create this tip of the week, I just realized that I don't know the last time I've actually talked about my uh, subscriber list. So the individuals, the members of the tribe who get my weekly personal emails, I don't think I talk about it a whole lot. I don't think I've talked about it in at least some years. And I just realized as well that I don't even have a link to send you to if you wanted to subscribe to my email list. So this is a good time more than ever to become a subscriber. So I'll create the link now. So if you head to beforethemillions.com forward slash subscribe, you will be added to my email list. So that means you'll get my weekly personal newsletter. And I got quite a few emails going out this week as it pertains to insurance and saying about getting 20% off of your insurance bill as this episode releases here in April and also in May. I think insurance companies are trying to find their way to help out through these uncertain times. I also talk about my thoughts and share my favorite resources as it pertains to the loan programs that are available through the government. So both SBA loan programs, which are the PPP, Paytech Protection Program, and the EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan as well. And of course, the usual financial freedom tips and real estate advice that my subscribers, my current subscribers, absolutely love. So if you want a little morsel of goodness every single week, in short, bite-sized, digestible, easy-to-read content, then head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash subscribe, and you'll start getting my weekly email newsletter. And that way, you get two tips of the week instead of just one on the podcast. Now let's get to the show. And now your feature presentation. I had another project that I had set up, which got in the way because I could not leave the country. So in Denmark, where, where I'm from, you get paid to go to school. And if you decide to go elsewhere, they'll pay their tuition for you and then give you money every month. Wow. That's, 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 that's what they do. So the reason I ended up in, um, in Hawaii was there's this organization. What they do is they cut deals with different schools around the world where every student that they prefer to get paid, they can pay like, a, I think it's like $2,500. country of Denmark wanted 10000 every year to study abroad. So I just hit them up and said, look, I have these schools here. Why don't you help me, help me place these, these, these students, help me set something up like a little office in the different schools because all, all universities are run by, they're basically run by the government. And they said, yeah, let's do that. And then I drove up, then I drove around and talked to schools that wanted to pay to get these students over. So this is one thing that I set up. 
Now, unfortunately, I, you know, when you have this green card situation, you can't leave the country. And that was, uh, that was a prerequisite. But that was an idea that I had. And I had, I had actually talked my dad to, 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 do, to trying it with me. He thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And, you know, but the whole thing, it never really got off the ground because we didn't go to, we didn't, <laughs> I never got to go, but if it's always because if I did, I couldn't come back for 10 years to the country. So, and at that point in time, it was just a matter of survival because you couldn't really do anything. So I just went back to what I, what I did, which was, which was writing. And, and that eventually put me on radio and television and, and, and then it sort of went from there. But the objective all the time was always the long game was, a financial independence through again owning buildings and and then you're just trying to utilize your entrepreneurial uh grit to sort of get ahead when would you say you hit your first business success big or small big or small i think it was when i got with uh with this uh, real estate media company and i start i started as an editor i eventually became director and running running uh a large business department, and then the company sold. Now I wasn't—I wasn't one of the founding members, but I was part of—I was part of management, and that was was a success. And from there, around the same time, I bought my first property, which appreciated in value as soon as I signed it. Went up; uh, it got appraised at fifty thousand dollars more than I bought it for. So I would say that was that was pretty successful. And shortly after, it went north of one million. I started the property, and that was just me being totally, being practically ignorant to to the business of real estate. I just went off straight common sense. And as I would say that was, that was, it all came sort of at one time. And then I got my green card. It was all in one month. Like that, the business sold, got my first building and got my green card. So it was all in one month. What, what, what year was this? 2016. 2016. Love yes. it, love it, love it. So, so about four years ago, things, things really started to change for you. That's right, that's right, that's right. And what, what was the writing on the wall? My goal with the first property was, okay, I don't want to have to, I wanted to pay for my rent and my car. So I, so I don't have to worry about anything at all. So I can just sit back if that is, that is what I want to do. So, and, and that accomplished that. So I guess that was a big, big win, even though it was, it was, it was barely covering it, but it was, it was, it was doing that. Right. So, so I think that was a success. The next part was just getting to that next stage. So I was like, how do I get, this one had three apartments in it. How do I get to 10? How do I get to 20 in one building? So it was always looking ahead to see what, what, what can we, what can we do in that sense? Most of, and I, again, I had a very similar story. Um, mm-hmm. I was first trying to figure out, well, how do I, how do I cover my rent? How do I cover my car? How do I cover my necessities? Right, 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 right. My properties, and I was just like, okay, let me buy, let me buy a multifamily, and immediately eliminated all those expenses. I was like, okay, well, how do I scale this? What do I do next? Right. So, yeah. me, what, did, what did you do next? Well, if I just backtrack a little bit, it all happened sort of like a year. So, I came to New York in 2014, and I really didn't have any money. And one thing I was doing to get to get paid was there was there was this uh, boxing website and we're taking guest article submissions and then they were the best ones would be getting paid a set amount. It was actually some prominent writers involved. And out of sheer, I don't, I don't like to use the word desperation, but sheer necessity, I had to win those. And the, and the dude wasn't even paying out on time, but I had to win those. So because there was the only way I could give money into my pay, PayPal because I couldn't open an account. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So. Wow. So that's, that was where, and because I was writing it with that sort of necessity, one of the guys that was also in there was, he was a former editor-in-chief of this boxing magazine called Ring Magazine. He was a former uh, New York State Athletic Commissioner, been on like Brock, all sorts of, he's a broadcasting legend. He, he didn't hit me up and said, look, come do this show with me. And from there, it got me, um, it, it, it opened, up, opened up a lot of doors. Next thing you know, I was doing, I was, I was hosting on television, which then got me with a PR company. So now it's full circle what I did with the media and I was making like 500 a week, which was less than I was making as a student editor when I was back in Denmark. But still just moving along, not having an ego and just like focusing on the big picture. And I had already made up my mind at the time. I want to buy a property. I knew nothing. So I said, look, um, I saw there was condos in Atlanta that were 100000 I figured that was cheap. So I said, let me save up. In my ignorance, I said, let me save up 10000 I could probably buy something like that. I wasn't even thinking about, okay, how do I get through for this and that? I just had my size on that. Then I realized the whole FHA thing, you only have to put 3.5% down. And that's how we ended up doing that in, in um, doing that deal up here in uh, Jersey City, which is, which is uh, three miles west of the World Trade Center. So, so that's sort of, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, that's, sort of how, I, that's sort of how that whole thing came to be. And that's when that sold, it all came at once, but I always had like the big picture. 
uh, glasses on. So I knew I knew where I wanted to go with it from, from there to just scale, just like you said, like three things and just figure out how to scale from there. You went from that to building yeah. a $10 million AI-powered complex. How, oh, yeah. How, how, does, how does that happen? How does that happen? All right, so just started small and I hadn't talked to my family in years. I hadn't seen what I was, what I was doing. And I don't want this to sound bad, but sometimes you need to get to, to, to create new habits or if you want to elevate into a sort of another level, you have to get out of the environment that you come from because you just, those, uh, that information that you get, the energy that's there and everything that's around you only feeds within of you. So I had to get strip away total to be in New York city where there's nothing but do this is very, Having a one million dollar building is nothing in New York. Whereas that's a big that's a big number in, in Denmark. Simply because you know it's uh, I think that one six point five of our money is is one here. So everything seems so something that really isn't big seems big over there. So I had to get away from the mindset number one. And then I realized it was multi people all over, people doing stuff. I'm realizing they got two arms and two legs just like I do. And on top of that, I'm and I'm younger and I had to deal with stuff that they probably didn't have to. So so I know I can do what they do. So that's that's how I came to get. But but in terms of that particular project, it's actually small as small as we have in terms of not to minimize it, but the, the phase one that we're doing now. And how do we get there? So my nephew and I have always talked about we wanted to own buildings together, skyscrapers together, things like that. And my dad, again, he he owns apartment buildings back in back in Europe. Him and his brother have commercial buildings, and but he's the toughest one to 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 get involved. You think it's got my dad? He just joke, no. But then he came over to visit after we sort of like had reconnected me and the whole family. Like it took like two, three years. He came over, he saw, because I'd asked him, do you want to do real estate? And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. No, forget it. Then he came and saw what I was doing. And he's like, oh, we should probably do something together. So we pulled some money together. I started buying land. And, and this, still, is all, this is all in New York City? This is all in New York City and Philadelphia. But here's the thing. When I had me coming with my education, coming from a very privileged country, having to strip away ego and just go off hustle, great tenacity. The fact that I was just living off the little, I was living off having to, that mindset of having to win writing competitions, otherwise I'm on the street. I utilized that, even that same exact mindset when we had pulled money together. So that's why I was able to aggressively like make something out of very little. Like if we buy, if we bought a piece of land, I would get building rights to maximize the piece of land. Like um, we bought one property that had, two two bedroom apartments in and a storefront you know so what i did was i got the building rights to build uh 10 units instead so it's it triple in value so that's an example or buying a piece of land i said okay there's one right across let's make it a larger development so i and even though the price was big what i do i'd be scrappy and entrepreneurial and come with like my basic tech startup entrepreneurship common sense and go look this is a high price point why don't we do this i'll pay you this now We'll develop it and you'll keep a 25% share. You'll three extra money. It's worth more for you. You don't have to do anything because you're not going to get the price you asked for anyway. Sounds like a good thing. That's how I was able to scale. That's like pretty much it in a nutshell, but that's the way I went about it. Just like, how do we, how do you stretch a dollar? Yeah. And, and that, that's how it came to be. So, so that project came that way and teamed up with some local partners and, and here we are. But it's really just the, having to figure out how to make uh, do with very little. I mean, when I picture an AI-powered complex, I don't even know. I don't even know what's picture. Like, I'm just thinking futuristic. Like, what, what does that mean? Well, not necessarily. All right. So, a lot of something. I know you know. One thing. So, in Denmark, it's been 90% cashless since like 2000, 2001, 2002. So, when I came here, I saw a check. I've never seen a check before. Um, when people say cash only, I was like, the heck? It's, it's just such a it's such a foreign concept to me. And by that existing within you know just culturally. I saw that there was a lot of processes that were very inefficient. For instance, people were using fax, and uh, although less to a lesser degree now, I noticed that people there was a lot of paperwork involved that we didn't have. Rent collection was just just automatic. Here, like you go hand people money, and it's just, it's just like a lot of steps there. And the property management aspect of things, it's like customer service, and in, in, in generally in America, I've noticed is a little behind other countries. Um, other countries like that, why I don't know, but that's a growth opportunity that I like not growth opportunity. That's an opportunity that I saw uh, that I pinpointed in a lot of businesses and a lot of way businesses are running and things of that nature. So, in terms of the building itself, it's just uh, how do we efficiently run the uh, machinery of the building to make it 
they're talking about green buildings now to keep to keep expenses low and this and that. This this part of it. Also, the property management is a uh, is a part of it. And like when you instead of having to call somebody or email somebody to put you on hold, you just shoot an email to an AI powered assistant that will then help you. If you're looking for a party to go to, there's almost like Siri, but like in an email, it's like, I'd like to go to a party. What's going on tonight? And then we'll respond back to you with a list of parties within a radius, whatever you preset. And then it can RSVP for you. So it's almost like a concierge. It's like a real person, but it's just powered by AI. Right. So in terms of the whole, it's just an innovative twist and spin on uh, utilizing the latest technology to make sure that it's, because it's people, the people that live there are young people. It's students. This particular project is students. So you have to you have to meet them where they live, which is off their uh, off their phones. And, and so it only makes sense to do that. Everybody should really be doing, it, but people don't because it's there's a disconnect between the owners a lot of times, and it's end users. For instance, here's another example: the high rise project we had is right across from another large project. It's a bit of a walk to the uh, to the subway. Not too far, but it's far enough to where it would not pass an underwriting checklist that somebody from a big endowment would have. So what this particular uh, big building does is they have shuttles. It's like a bus like that goes every 30 minutes. That's, that's so old school. To me, all I see is, I see this is stupid because you have, you have a vehicle, you have insurance, you have staffing, you have gasoline, all this fuel that you have to pay. To me, that seems stupid. What I did instead is just meet them with a tent. Like, common sense, what do, I, what do I want? So I reached out to Lyft and said, hey, would you like to cut a deal with me? We can do a subscription when they get five, what was it we did? Like 10 rides every week? Like that. No, I'm tripping. I have to go back home. But something like that, we didn't get a free ride to the train every working day. And I was like, yeah, sure. So people could just... Wow. To the train when they needed to because they live off their phone and then it comes right so that was it was examples it's just basic common sense and thinking like the end user and there's not that disconnect so that's so that's an example of how we do that so the, the technology component is really just meet people where they are it's not like we're doing something totally groundbreaking we're just doing the way it's supposed to be done right now does that make sense that makes that makes perfect sense I like that I like that a lot. I want to go back to your first raise and what gave you the confidence to think that it was possible? What I really see is, is, is a constant in terms of raising money is that it's, it's important to have a track record. And number two, it's having the confidence. And that comes from having done something yourself. If you put your own money on the line first and you figured out how to be resourceful enough first to do your, even if it's a small deal, just having shown that number one, you've put your own money on the line because we you put your own money on the line, you have a respect for money. That you don't want, you know, you have that type of play. Wait a minute, this is not somebody else, and you just blow right through it. This is what you see with a lot of startups that raise infinite amounts of outside capital and they blow through it with unnecessary expenditures. And you can spot it all day long. It's like little things where you can say, okay, I, I can see it in like a marketing uh, material that some people do, or 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 swag, if you will, like the whole like shirts and stuff like that. I say, okay, they're gonna shave 25, 30 percent off by doing this, but they don't care because it's other people's money. If you've shown that you've been able to do well, even if this is on a smaller scale with your own money, that shows one thing. It shows that you have responsibility. And number two, by having brought it to completion, it shows that you have the discipline to, to, to bring full circle and complete it. And, and number three, you're not asking for money to fund an idea. You're asking for money to scale. So you can say, look, this is what I've done so far on my own. If we team up, we can do this. I agree with everything you're saying, man. That is, that is, that is gold, every single bit of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But wait, but I forgot how to answer your question. Like once I even asked my father, I said, hey, would you like to come on this deal? Have this deal on the contract. I need some money. He said, no, I own a stake in another apartment. He, he offered me to buy me out of a building that he set up for me at like a 75% discount. Like totally. It was, if that's not child abuse, I don't know what it is. But he's, so he, he does not play games. And, and I said, no, and even then, he saw that I actually had. And again, because it's your parents, and remember, it's your kid doing stupid stuff. So he saw that, okay, I actually was small things like I knew how to be resourceful enough to get a deal, find a good deal, make it make money, manage it, pro- manage it properly, deal with the tenants. A lot of pieces to this that you, that you, you know, you just have to learn as, as you go along. So that was what started it and then because we drove it so far if somebody comes and asks me to invest and we have another joint venture we set up with two large european developers and they asked me to invest with me and i said 
I said, no, no. I turned him down two times and I said, if you come out, come out with me, I have to come in with the same amount because I don't like playing games with other people's money. I don't like taking risks. I don't like to play guinea pig with other people's money. I want to make sure I've done it first because once you do that, you're playing with people's. You owe it to them and I uh, take that type of stuff seriously. So that's really where that comes from, this transparency and honesty because there's things that I could have done that could have really took it to another level had I been greedy or just lusted for notoriety and 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 growing probably faster than we should but um so that's what i would say i know it's it's a tough roundabout way to answer a question but i think yes going back to confidence transparency honesty and knowing that and showing that you've done it before with your own money and is that so is that what happened with you you did you did a deal and some more deals by yourself and then you started bringing that's exactly what happened that's exactly what happened and then and then now philip we're bringing a ton of people in right we're i mean your mission you're on a mission to close the law Right, so yeah. you're trying to you're trying to get everybody on board. Why is this important to you? Why is this a, why is this a vital mission for you? Why is this a vital value for you? I am trying not to be. I'm gonna try my best not to be um, controversial. You might have to edit this out. I don't know. We're all good. The whole victim mentality, right? Oh, I'm not doing well because these people did this to me. Oh, this happened to me, therefore I cannot accomplish this. Oh, I am young this gender this color and therefore i can't do this and people protesting i just am not a fan of that energy i think it's all a, a matter of mindset and one thing that i've that i've learned is that the only difference between the um, demographics or the um, cultures that are good at generating money and those who are not is the conversations you have around the dinner table right so because when i grew old i moved with my dad when i was 12 and before 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 that i was living i was living in the projects with my grandmother and it was a it was a scarcity mindset always issues with money this and that and the other and that came with him and i started learning different techniques tools perceptions about money on the other hand when i grew up with my grandmother she had me reading in multiple languages from the time that i was a kid so she's far more well read speaks multiple languages than my father my father just reads a few few business books that's it and he goes out there and executes but it was a mindset thing it's not necessarily how smart you are what you and, and what you know is how you apply it so um what i want to do there is get away from complaining and and about what's all your disadvantages and just go out and do something about it and it all comes from that mindset of money and so when people sometimes ask me how do you deal i've been asked this when i'm out speaking in certain places what do you how do you tackle racism it's like i use it to my advantage I, I use it to my total advantage. It's the best time to be an entrepreneur of color or no matter what age because we're right at the ticket. We're coming off an era where young entrepreneurs have created billion dollar companies, Facebook, Uber, Airbnb, so on and so forth. So people with money that are older, the most priceless commodity is time. They cannot buy that back. So all they can do is hope to latch onto the next big, big thing. They don't want to be all those companies that got wiped out. That, that they were chilling hotel when they didn't consider they were wiped out with hotels and taxis that got disrupted. They want to be that. So everyone wants to be part of, of the next wave or the next new talent. So that's one thing. Another thing, when people see people like you, or maybe even to a lesser degree myself, they'll think, cool. They'll associate that with cool because of what they see on television. This, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Oh, but yeah. that's how I use it to my advantage. And by and let's say somebody's racist. Racism is discrimination enforced with discrimination enforced with power there has to be a, a, a power relationship somebody has to be controlling you if you own real estate and you're the landlord they can think you're as ugly as you want and or that that they can think whatever they want about you they still have to pay you rent each month so really to, to to answer your question it's just okay let's forget about forget about complaining about who, whoever is uh, whoever the president is or or student loan debt how do we start building the pillar of wealth for the next generation that comes after you. So that's really what I'm trying to do. Even in, in our portfolio, it's, and I'm not saying that you do that. You can go on Robin Hood or you can go wherever and just invest what you can. You can buy a piece of Amazon and Apple for like a dollar. What I'm saying is we're opening up the, the, the gateway. If you want to come with us, it's cool. You don't have to, just, just do it. Just start investing. It's like I talk about it all the time on my Instagram. Just, this is how you can do that and start setting the foundation for your generational wealth. So, and I'm thinking, 100,000 people, again, uh, my co-founder's team, the team he plays on on a day-to-day basis, they have 85 million followers now. These are naturally sports fans. 
but still it's, it's, it's a large platform and with very little money having that many people that means these people they go to they find a partner a spouse a girlfriend boyfriend whatever who you would think thinks the same way now they're going to have children and they think the same way i was not that naive that i think we can change this whole narrative but that's something I feel is very obtainable. And that's how you really make changes from within. And this comes with financial freedom, financial literacy, just think it changing the way you think about money. So that's why we're doing that. Even if it's, uh, it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand uh, people with us, but just somebody that goes out and starts investing and starts setting that, uh, setting that foundation, foundation for, for themselves. That's power. And the other story I wanted you to get into is, who is your co-founder and what is his rating on FIFA? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Who's your it's, co-founder? It's, 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 uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who's your co-founder? How'd you meet him? How'd you meet him? I met him when he was born. He's my nephew. Oh, he's your nephew. He's your nephew. Okay, well, for those of us who are not soccer fans, uh, explain to us who your co-founder is. And, 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 and well, his, his name is Martin Brathwaite, and he's really, we grew up as brothers because before I moved in with my dad, I was living with my grandmother, and then I was living with my sister and her husband. So, and and then he was born seven years after me. So we grew up in the time he was little ass brothers, and we've we've sort of even on older than him, our lives, the trajectory of our lives have run parallel. We moved out. We moved out at the same time. He got his first contract. I got into the university. My my path was academics than business. His was just football and he made a ton of news i think he was he was trending and he was one of the biggest names in sports because he signed with fc barcelona which is the largest sports franchise i believe in the entire i'm pretty sure it's a, yeah soccer is the biggest sport in the world it's the biggest uh it's the biggest uh, sports franchise in the entire world yeah. he signed with them he, and it came out of nowhere and this just shows the power of intent visualization goal setting and manifesting you know that that whole journey and and that's, that's really what it's about. But anyways, we've talked about this since we were little, about where we wanted to go and we wanted to do, like, leave this little this little small town that we came from. So I'm going to go to New York and own buildings, and you're going to go run the sports world, and we're all going to do it together. So, uh, yeah, Martin Brathwaite, he played at FC Barcelona, plays right next to Messi, the, the Argentinian. He's the Michael Jordan of soccer slash football. So, yeah, that's him. I just spoke to him right before we got on here about he was he was about to train because they have a quarantine right now but he's training like a beast so and so we talk about we're very well connected we, we, we pretty much do everything together whether it's you know, support him and, and, and work with him on his, his business side of things and he comes with the, just the mindset and the how can we continue to elevate how can we do something people haven't been done before how can we do something that inspires people like this here is just the beginning of what we're doing with the hundred thousand we really want to there's a lot more that we want to do like this and in power, we want to go. We, we wanted to develop this in Africa, for instance. That's just, stuff like that. But, but that's that's how we come to We just feed that energy, and then my father also is involved. So it's the three of us, and he's sort of as the seniority and then the know-how and and, uh, and yeah, that whole that whole that whole. So that's, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a little bit of rich dad poor dad. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Because all of these things you you read in Rich Dad Poor Dad, except it was poor grandmother Rich Dad type of thing. And then like it's 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 again because the written the poor dad is like very smart PhD. What was it or something like that? And that was essentially it. And then you have uh, that other the absolute reverse. That's, that's interesting. That's that's but that's him. I think yeah, you check him out on FIFA and his his handle is Brathway underscore number number one. When you feel overwhelmed, uh-huh. when you're feeling focused or you've lost focus temporarily, yeah. what do you do to get yourself mentally back in alignment? And if it helps, what questions do you ask yourself? That's a really, really good question. And I have different ways that I do it. Um, I go by my feeling. If I, uh, I know what my natural, you know, like if you have domino bricks that just fall, I know what my sequences are. If I start in one way, whether it's positive, whether it's not so positive, I know what they are. So I try to manipulate those um, without sounding too cryptic. What do I do if I feel overwhelmed? I mean, I just focus. It's so important to focus. One thing that really overwhelms entrepreneurs, I, what I think is the greatest gift can also be the greatest curse, the creativity. I'm sure, I'm sure you can relate to this, like having the creativity, wanting to get something off the ground. And the most amount of the biggest growth, so we think, or so we think, I should say, is the initial when it goes from ideas to sort of conception. You sort of 
delude ourselves into thinking we're actually doing something because we create a website, we're doing this, we're doing all these steps that are quick to complete. And then we're doing something. Real work actually begins once that out of the way, and that trajectory is really, 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 really slow. When you look back, it can go fast, but the process day to day is like nothing happens, right? So a lot of times people seek that initial rush of something having to happen, so they start a bunch of things all at the same time. And I'm not, where I, what I do is I just like, what is the most important thing I gotta do right now? And then I don't waste my time, any mental real estate with anything else. Pettiness, banalities, nothing. Somebody hits me up about some gossip, I literally, I said, I will block you for 48 hours. And, and people and people know this that you're mean, I'm not mean, I'm safeguarding my spirit. And you need to, whoever's making you, doing that to you, you should block them too. So it's like this type of ruthless focus, you know, uh, and it's not a mean thing, it's just a protecting your focus and your energy, That so that helps. If I feel like there's so much, because, you know, feeling deflated, one thing I found to help is cliches exercise or watching stupid YouTube videos that make me laugh. That way my vibration comes up and I can tackle the uh, project again. Sometimes just something as simple as just eating some healthy food will give you a burst. And so, so, so that happens sometimes we're just talking to family. So it's, it's different things like that. But the main thing is just uh, to, to have that focus, I would say. And then f- feeding the focus with positive vibration, meaning happiness, joy, laughter, whatever. And there you go. Yeah. I love so, it. I love yeah. it. That's awesome, man. And, and that, what was the second question? No, that, that, that was it. What questions would you, uh, it's, uh, what questions would you ask yourself? Like if you needed to, you know, get yourself back to that, that, that place, right? Um, and then, again, I know one thing that I do that, that helps profoundly yes, going out for walks, man, just, just going out. Yeah. For literally yeah. It's almost like the shower effect. I mean, I yeah. or come to your mind and that's, that's literally the most therapeutic thing that I, I can think of that I do. I recently, I'm out, I'm taking a workshop right now. Yeah. So I might butcher the concept, but I'm going through, I'm going through notes and, um, it's like it's similar to what you said when you when you have a bunch of projects you're looking to attack. It's just like how do you choose what what do you attack first? Like how do you choose what's more important? So there was like a, a two two column breakdown, and each column you need to put a number in there uh, from one being the least important and five being the most important. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the and this is as far as like how or the, what the first column is one being the least and five being the most, and the first column is like how much money are you making. And yeah. the second column is one being the least, five being the most, is how much um, How much is this hitting all your values, right? Yes. So your top value is spending time with family. You know, yeah. you know, I'm like, all right, well, let's say like a speaking engagement is 10K. Well, right. on the money scale, maybe that's a two or maybe that's a three out of five. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, spending time with family, since you have to travel, you got to stay in a hotel, you're away. Maybe yeah. that's one. So that total score is a four. Let's say you're doing a webinar and it's a three-day webinar or it's a conference call that you're hosting to get questions answered for your next AI building raise or something, right? And the fee is 25K. But you can host this three-day webinar or this conference call from the comfort of your own living room or your own home office. Yeah. On the money scale, maybe that's more of a four or five. And then on the time and value scale and spending time with family, maybe that's a four or five as well. So that's eight. So it... Before it would be super hard. Like, 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 literally last week, I'm just like, I have three projects that I want to start. <laughs> which one do I start? Which right. one is more important? Which one, like, it's just like, I love all of them. All of them needs to get done now. But obviously, you need to have some type of methodology to figure out what's first or what's next and things of that nature. But again, I love how you kind of broke that down. And I hope even what I add, I hope that helped a lot of the listeners out there. Um, That's what, really good, with, good stuff what you said there. So just to sort of add to that, and another technique that I use. Well, one thing that I did at one point is that. To make sure that I didn't have, this is sort of like more, at least for me, it has a higher degree of complexity, is figuring out what mental blocks may be inside my mind or head wherever, or whatever that could be preventing me from success or mm-hmm. certain things, to accomplish certain things, uh, which can be in a number of ways. Some people have a this fear of failure. Some people have a fear of success. Some yeah. people have a... People talk about imposter syndrome. They don't want to put themselves out there because they want to expose that they don't know anything. For me, I say I know three to five things and everything else I'm blissfully ignorant about. Embrace <laughs> that. I like that shit. So when people ask me like questions, I have people to ask me questions. I'm like, well, how do I find a stock? I said, do research. I don't know. I can just tell you if it's oh, like, <laughs> it's very, 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 very simple. On the other hand, um, a technique that I would highly, highly recommend is just sitting in total silence, total silence, quiet. Leave your phone alone, no music. Sit for 30 to 45 minutes. If you can make it to 45, great. But something is like, uh, it's like this Asian technique 
that like a lot of the monks out in Tibet, they use that to just, and this is a form of meditation really, but after the 30, 35 minute mark, you just feel all these ideas that come into your head, complete clarity. That's also the shower effect. It's just, especially now, people have short attention spans really, you know, really, really tough to do. But try and discipline yourself to get through it. That would be, that would work wonders. You have all the answers and the clarity that you need. It's like you're allowing yourself, you're allowing yourself to get in touch with the, to strip away all the noise and just listen to what you've been told from above. Divine, divine. So, love that, it. Love that, it. That, so that's, that's one thing. Another thing, yeah, I think like take, taking a walk over yeah, no, no, those are magical, man. I tell people all the time, though, like you underestimate your walk, but those are magical. Lifestyle design acceleration hacks. What is your favorite before the millions book? I have a couple. I like the magic of thinking. I like thinking grow rich, thinking grow rich, and rich that poor dad and four hour work week. I think there's a good there's a good place to to uh, rewire your mind. And yes, I love those three. All all highly recommended books. Uh, what is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. Business app or tool. I like Asana because it allows you to run your business from your from your phone. I've heard great things about Asana. It's great. You have like certain projects listed in certain categories, and you have like like you can have the you can have KPIs, you can have the overarching goal, you can have it as a project, and you can have them assigned to the different people, and you can comment in there. It's real sweet, sort of like um, Facebook, but it's Asana like a working for but it's like <laughs> but it's just for productivity a lot of people use slack which we do too yep. but I find that to be really really good for 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 projects like that i love it i love it yeah i use slack and um base camp and trello but asana oh, i don't know yeah i've heard a lot about asana so i'll definitely put that in the show notes what do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed man the uh whew. I'm happy about all of it, to be honest. Like, it's people because it was it was my birthday last week, and I was supposed to be in London. We had like a big thing planned, but I was just in the house, like locked in the house. I was talking to my family, and like we were. My dad was at his table where we usually sit around. My sister was in another house, and we just sat there, and we just got to the bare essence of nothing. So, so even that was cool. I'm just very grateful about everything. But in terms of the the fact that I can have just some people, that one person, two people, even now, I'm totally grateful for this because it's just a couple of people go out there and they buy, they buy some stock or they buy invest in real estate. They even go the extra mile of going out there and buying an actual property property that they manage themselves. They're talking about COVID-19. This is co-wealth 20, like injecting that virus into people. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's exactly what I think. So I'm happy about that at this time to, to just get grounded and then we can hopefully inspire some people just like you, like, like you're doing, uh, doing weekly. So, yeah, that's what I'm happy about. Just to, to, to do good, do good things, and and hopefully, ideally, hope others do it. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? Eliminate all my friends. Eliminate all my family. Eliminate my total environment. Eliminate every sense of comfort. Part my my ego and pride. Probably the I'm uh, people that know me. They know if I get like backed into a corner and turned into a different person. I'm very stubborn in that way. And I don't like being, being uh, like bullied about stuff like that. When I was in my position, and there was something that was actually, uh, I would say a weakness, because when you're over there in an environment, you, if there's something I don't like, I don't have to deal with it because, again, there's no struggle. I can, there's, there's never a situation that won't be good. So I said, and that would, come, I had some good friends that I would just like, they said something I, that I didn't like. I just don't, don't want to talk to you. And that's not good, but being being uh, that governing you. So by sacrificing all those things, it was probably the biggest revelation is now I can control that proclivity. Mm-hmm. And it's still in me, but just, that's just an example. Just sacrificing everything you really hold dear. Not that, that you should, but being willing to if that's what it takes. Because how bad do you really want what you say that you want? Mm-hmm. How bad do you really say? I did not see or go home for birthdays, nothing. I was, on my 30th birthday, I sat in a motel room with a roach. And now, on my 36th birthday, birthday, I was still stuck, except it was in a a goddamn skyscraper with a water view. (laughs) That's absolute truth. But that's, that's that's, you know, that's that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. I love that, man. I love that. That's, that's powerful. You sacrifice and not, uh, you know, one thing I want to say here, I have people that say they want to do this and do that. I want to say, but I, 
I don't want to just work all the time with this and that. I want both. I want comfort and travel. I said, and you're foolish. Then, then you're not really, then you're not really about it. You just like the sound of it, how it sounds to do, because you don't get to total excellence without absolute immersion. You know this. It doesn't happen. There's a lot of people that start podcasts, then they do it two, three weeks. They don't see the traction. They, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't happen without absolute immersion. It doesn't. I don't care what anybody. Somebody does that. Okay, cool. Go play the lottery. You're probably lucky. But so that's what I would say. Being willing to sacrifice for how bad do you really want? Absolutely. Absolutely. Who was essential to your growth? before the millions and why? My father, my father and my nephew. One is my father, I didn't wanna, uh, I, I look up to a lot of the things that he does. And on the other hand, my nephew, because being a, a sort of role model for him and having to be a good example, didn't wanna let him down. So that's sort of buffer between the, the like generation up and generation down. Sort of like form like a, like a, yeah. Form like a, um, I can't even think like this, 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 holistic uh energy yeah. i don't know if this even makes sense right that inspired me because one thing my dad is a really really good kind caring person and so that and at the same time he's really good at really good at business just on a small scale because he still lives in a small town so he actually exceeded what most would do in that environment and i really have underperformed and compared again he has the benefit of having multiple years with me but i'm in a big if he was here he could have done so much better because his mind would like expand mm-hmm. so uh, so that is, yeah, so that, that, ins- that just inspires me. That's been very, very helpful. And again, it's just the two of them. It's really amazing that I'm doing business with them now because since I was, that was, that was the end. And of course my other set of parents, which is Martin, Martin's parents, uh, just mindless fun, I would say, but really, I would say family, really. I have mentors and advisors and things of that nature, but really it just goes to the essence, the people, and even them, I didn't see for three, you didn't talk to them. So, which is heartbreaking. You don't have time for that if you have a larger purpose, you know? How do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? It's it's just just my two cents here. And this is just my humble opinion. You can take it for whatever you want. But from what I see is absence of patience. People think it all, like Mike Tyson has this quote, "Everybody everybody sees the glory, they don't see the story. Like all the, that's a, you got to get your ass kicked so many times in so many ways. You got to get humiliated, rejected, beat down because the character comes from overcoming those things. It sounds cliche, but it's absolute, it's absolute truth. Just like you had to deal with when you went out there and raised money thinking, okay, this is a great project. I have a background in accounting finance. I even have my own property. Why doesn't this translate into people giving money to me? You know, that's like, that has to be humbling. Like people not taking, well, they're not taking it seriously, they're telling you no, but they're telling you yes, they're not returning your call, stuff like that. That's all character building because then you get, uh, you get over yourself, you realize it's not that deep, it's not personal, and you just soldier through. One of the things I tell people if they want to, they ask me, what do, what do I do to uh, to become successful in business? I say, get a telemarketing job and get projected 10 times a day. Because yeah. at the end, once you get to the 11th, that's when you start doing your real business. But most people can't take it. The ego can't take it. Yeah. They can't take being rejected more than two two or three times. And then they start then they start something new. Then they get rejected two or three times. And they start something new. And they call themselves entrepreneurs. Known as a entrepreneur, and yeah, yeah, and you gotta, and really gotta get over yourself and stop being. Again, you just have to go go through that process. Even or or if it's if it's a guy, so like okay, go out, go to a bar, get rejected, go approach the most beautiful women that you can find, get rejected. Once you get to the tenth rejection, you no longer care about stuff. <laughs> and then go go do some business instead because you got rejected by girls are trying to shut. So now you don't care about like somebody saying no thanks to them, you know? That's really different. That's Who would do that? I don't know. And and that, that's what I would say. Or another thing is just go out and get like a six month unpaid sales internship with a high school startup. Yeah. That's really low. I mean, it's gonna be brutal. You can be beat up and but you know, work hard and think like what is this? But it's just, it's just the things you need. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I would say. One thing, one thing Tony Robbins does every morning is he he submerges himself in a in a cold ice water, just, uh, I don't know what he called it, but there's a certain terminology that he uses, but he just does that to make himself as uncomfortable as possible. And, you know, sometimes you want to hesitate, especially like when I was in sports, I don't know if you were in sports, but sometimes you want to hesitate before you get into that cold bath. And once you hesitate, it's over because your mind already took over. And he's, yeah. he never gives himself a chance to hesitate. And he does that every single morning so that when yeah. you make a business decision, there's no hesitation there. 
that, that's definitely me because that's physical discomfort. And I do feel like most of it is mental. I think, I think most people would jump in, like if you're talking about a young man, would jump in uh, cold water versus getting rejected 10 times, you know? So I think that's like, but it's, but I do, he's probably think, cause he speaks to millions of people. Right? Yeah. yeah, but it's true about the discomfort. Cause you notice yourself, yeah, I, I was in sports also. When you, when you, there's something that you know you need to do and the more you think about it, the more likely you not to do it. If you don't give yourself time to think, that's when you actually go out and execute. And people yeah. tend to overthink, tend to overthink, overanalyze, gotta be ready for the guy, wait for the right, there isn't the right, you know? So but I love that. I like that. I like that actually. I don't know if I want to jump into it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I'd rather make 10 cold calls. Hey, yeah. I don't want that cold water. But hey, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, man. I, I thought it was interesting. Philip, this has been amazing. Talk about your journey. We talked about your dad. It sounds like you really took your, your skill of writing and you, and you, found yeah. to, you found a way to utilize that for your benefit. That's correct. It led you to your goal, man. That's, that's simply beautiful. If the listeners want to learn a little bit more about you, I know you have the IPO coming out. And when this episode That's right. Right may already be out uh, tell us where they can find some more information on you on some of the uh, products that you have going on all that good stuff okay all right Oof, it's plugging time follow <laughs> me on ig yfwtb is an acronym is uh, yfwtb is, is my instagram and i also also own a media company as a similar model to the one that i was with before but really the objective is we have media and excuse me we have content we have events Every single month, they're on hold right now, but they'll be coming back strong. And it's essentially sharing what it is that we do. The basically conversations like this, we bring on founders that have you know raised a million dollars, sold business for a million dollars, have done epic stuff, and we just have a panel that people can get to network and, and, and build that they're see the one number one thing that I see is people they want to be entrepreneurs, but then if you're the, the your immediate circle doesn't have entrepreneurs, you're going to become a, an average of them. So which is why I said is why what's important for me to just come here. By by absolute by absolute um, just about the way nature and the universe works, we become an average of that. So we try to create an environment where people could come in there and create and, and, and be a part of the environment that they will create and sort of create it for them. So it's called Wealth Lab. You can follow up on Instagram, wealthlab.co. And there's lots of content on how to invest, invest in real estate. Things like that. There's way to obtain financial freedom. I even write articles on there. That's uh, that's where you can that's where you can find me on, on, on Instagram. And if anybody has questions, I'm very responsive on there. The links that that's everything that Philip shared on today's episode will be in the show notes of this podcast. Philip, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we will talk to you very very soon.